Hey guys, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobodies podcast. I am your host, Bobby Gordon, along with my co-host, Kyle Thurkey, and we're going to be talking about the Nashville music scene and the ins and outs of Lower Broadway and a bunch of other random stuff that comes to mind. So if you're thinking about Nashville or new to Nashville and want to wrap your head around what's going on, this might be a great place to start. Take a listen. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Nashville for Nobodies. It's Kyle Thurkey along with Bobby Gordon. And we have a special guest in the house, one of my good friends, Chelsea Foster. How you doing, Chelsea? Hey, guys. Hi, Chelsea. (laughs) Hi. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell the people who you are, where you're from, what you're doing. Cool. Well, my name is Chelsea with three E's total, uh, C-H-E-L-S-E-E. So my artist name is Chels, but with a three instead of an E. A little bit unique and it does help me get found on spotify so that's a good thing (laughs) but yeah i've been in the music industry for well over a decade um i started out as a figure skater actually oh that's badass thanks man please talk about that song oh yeah so well i'm a gypsy as well so i've lived in like six states bit of a long life i've lived in my 30 some odd years already but um but yeah so i started skating when i was like two It's so weird. It's like a past life. (laughs) (laughs) And I trained like six hours a day, five days a week for about 12 years. That's amazing. Yeah, thanks. It gave me a lot of really awesome like life tactics and perspective and work ethics and stuff. So I went to nationals a couple times and then... Not to brag. (laughs) (laughs) And I did roller skating and ice skating. Um... And then we moved to L.A., my mom and my sister and I, and I couldn't really skate anymore. Financially means kind of expensive and Mm -hmm. got into singing. I always started singing or I I always was singing like as a kid, kind of a born performer. (laughs) So I just kind of tapped into that and ran with it and ended up getting a music business degree and played a lot around the Sunset Strip in L.A. and then um, got picked up on a cruise ship. And then moved to Nashville. I would love to do a cruise ship gig at least once. It would be so fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Six months in the Caribbean. So, a lot of sun for my Ivy skin. So in LA, you've played the Viper Room, Whiskey A Go-Go, and the Troubadour. Yeah, they're We're, so fun. Yeah, I'm I'm jealous. Oh. So, so incredibly jealous. Yeah, I'm, especially the Viper Room. They had this really cool thing called the Sunset Jam. And basically... If you get in and it's all in front of your peers because everybody there is playing every single song or two, everybody changes band members. Everybody is waiting for their turn to play and you get nice. assigned one song or two and that's how you meet everybody in town. It's really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love jam sessiony thingies. Yeah. yeah, but very organized. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. unlike the ones here where it's just kind of people show up and just whatever happens totally different animal especially to the cruise ship gig like everything was arranged i had a binder of music notes to read it was awesome i like that kind of stuff but (laughs) tell us about the uh the cruise ship gig how was that how long did you do that for uh i spent six months touring all around the caribbean and all the islands down there uh, honduras jamaica sounds horrible (laughs) (laughs) it was awesome well and i went from like a desk job so like it was awesome just to sing like 
two, three hours a day and then go out. Well, at night I'd sing and then I'd go out during the day and just drink a pina colada at the beach. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was really fun. And, and I met a lot of cool people. you did that before coming to Nashville? Yes, that's actually kind of what spurred my, my move because everything was already in storage, all my stuff. So I was going to go out on another contract and then the pandemic happened. so i was like i do not want to get another apartment in la i spent the quarantine with my father in virginia just camping in the woods for two or three months wrote some music reevaluated my life and realized i want to go to nashville so my mom and my sister and i just drove for four days i had a zoo in my car two cats and a ball python it was quite the adventure (laughs) and that was in 2020 yeah, because I met you right after the pandemic when mm-hmm. we started doing the emo band with yes, Will. Yeah, with that's, Will. that's when I met you. That was so yeah, fun. That was. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Good times. Great time. <laughs> so you go from cruise to camping to Nashville. What do you do when you get to Nashville? Oh, it was so crazy, you guys. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have a job. (laughs) I was ready to get my bartending license and go that route if nothing happened. I remember walking down Music Row trying to hand out my music business resume because I worked in licensing. And I thought maybe I can get a job with a publisher or something. And everybody was still closed from the pandemic. And I had a karaoke business for a while, so I tried to go that route. But obviously, nobody wants to share microphones. So I just felt like hitting dead end after a dead end. And and I was like, all right, I'm just going to nest for a little while because I hadn't seen my stuff in a year. That was awesome. <laughs> I've been living out of a suitcase for that long. And I was like, I guess I'll go to this audition they have and see what happens. And then that night I was at Loretta Lynn's ranch and met Kid Rock. And it just is all such a whirlwind from there. It's crazy. I'm so I don't blessed. know what happened. Kid Rock was there. It was and so then weird. And happened. And then now and I boom. play music every day. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and I went through college getting a music business degree because I didn't want to spend my life on our lottery ticket. Yeah. I didn't go vocal performance route. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want something stable, you know, growing up with not the best of means and divorce, you know, all that everybody deals with. I wanted something tangible. And here I am. <laughs> three years later playing music full-time but i just bought a house from it yeah, which right? is awesome Isn't that pretty awesome how <laughs> that works out i know so i'm just really blessed no it, it, it's definitely the best job in the world it even, is. even with the downsides and the uncertainty it's still an amazing career and that's I'm, that leap of faith we all had to take you know i mean i went to school and got a degree in education that's what's up there oh really i didn't know that kyle taught for a little while and here that's i am awesome. i know we all <laughs> end know, up I'm, where our heart is I've, mm-hmm. i'm on year number 10 here in this town so that's awesome dude yeah, you know, so if I mean, only we would have decided that before student loans yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i concur so, so, so <laughs> What was your uh, day job that you were doing before you started doing the cruise ship thing? Yeah, so I got a job right out of college at a music licensing company called Music Reports. Mm -hmm. And we dealt with a lot of mechanical licensing. So we, a lot of our clients are the publishers. And we kind of help represent them to the streaming services and platforms like that. I remember TikTok was one of our clients before it was TikTok. And I was like, what is this TikTok nonsense? (laughs) But that was like, I don't know, 2015. So... It's crazy to be a part of that. And I was actually an executive coordinator 
coordinators. So I dealt with the entire business team. Um, so they even took me to South by Southwest one time. Oh, wow. And like, oh, awesome. yeah, and I had just gotten promoted. And then I was like, hi, guys, I got offered a six month contract in the Caribbean. I'm going to go sing now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the trip. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, though, that you got to work in the business side of it. Four years. Of just, oh, excuse me, for four, four years. Four years oh, I, so, okay, I worked so at you, that job. You really had some experience in your Yeah, and I had that. the benefits, you guys. Like, it was like the stability I wanted. And then this opportunity came along, and I was like so torn, and it ended up tearing my relationship apart. But it's just, I had to follow my heart. It, yeah, it is. I mean, it's one of those things you're like, all right, it was me when, when I graduated college and started teaching and everything. I was like, you know, this isn't what I want to do. Like, I, if I don't go try to do something like this now, I'm going to regret it in 15, exactly. 20 years. And, and you feel it in your bones. And, you know, if if I at least went and tried, I tried. Yep. If, I, if it didn't work out, cool, it didn't work out. But at least I can't be like... I'll never know. Oh, you yeah. Know? And I was ready to move back to L.A. and sleep on my mom's couch if it didn't work out until yeah. I got back on my feet, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And and it just all happened so quick. And I was playing Kid Rock's main stage about a month after I moved here. It was I was going to say, like, like, I know we had maybe one or two interactions. It would have been right after you moved here, probably. Cause yeah. I know it couldn't have been long after COVID because I think things were still in the process of opening up. Mm-hmm. And it felt like it was like, oh, Here's this girl. She's new to... T- oh, here's this girl on top of the world. Oh. Well, that's freaking cool. Yeah. Oh, you're so sweet. You, like, you, you, you blew up just in everywhere. this town. Oh, thank you, you. You blew up in this town pretty quick when we came back, and it was really awesome to see that. Oh, like, you're it, making it, me it, as red as my hair stomach is. <laughs> no, it really was. It's, it's awesome when you see people that come here, like, and they have a passion, and they have talent, and it it worked out for you. It, it, at least, you know, at least that's it, the way it seems to us. Yes, it's so bizarre how everything leads you back. Because I, when I lived in Oklahoma, my mom would drive me to Texas every weekend to sing country music. I yodeled at one point, and then I had the skating work ethic, and I feel like all of that gave me exactly what I needed. Yeah, mm-hmm. to you. take the bull by the horns in Nashville and just do what I love to do. So something that we've talked about before. So you're talking about your work ethic. There's a lot of people that come to this town that don't have that. They've never really had a real job. They've only played music or done certain things. So yeah. They've never mm-hmm. had real responsibilities. So now that you come here and you're playing music and there's no one telling you what to do, when yeah. to do it, other than, <laughs> hey, you got to be here at this time and we play till this time. Mm-hmm. You know, learn these songs. Outside of that, it's kind of a free-for-all. So if you're not responsible and you don't know the things that you need to take care of first and you don't have that worth like work ethic to be like okay i got to do all these things in order to do this and that's where i see a lot of people come to this town all of a sudden yeah they're great players they're awesome they get these gigs make a lot of money Mm -hmm. then they start drinking and or doing all the crazy drugs and then it just starts to go downhill and then all of a sudden they're broke and they can't get money and jobs and it's yeah. such a turnover and you're right it's it can be kind of a a soul sucking lifestyle. Yeah. So I think you do have to come and and see it as an opportunity and as a yeah. business and and those that are I hate I hate that musicians have that rap of of not being as reliable or as uh, hardworking and dedicated, but there are those of us out there that make things there's, happen. There's a good majority of us that, but are a lot that don't. Way. A lot expect to come and stand on stage, and and it's, it's it takes more I'd than that. I'd say it's probably somewhere about seventy thirty percent. Seventy percent of them are, are here. They know 
to work and what they're supposed to do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys are on the road and traveling and tour. Like they're oh, doing yeah. really well. They're studio musicians, have weekly shifts on Broadway. But those that show up though, yeah. not always prepared for how much work it takes. Yeah. And I mean, as we've discussed before, it, it does take a lot of work to be playing downtown or just playing here in town in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and the it's, I, coming from L.A. Sorry. <laughs> it's such a dog eat dog world and there's so much talent. But when I got to Nashville, I was like, whoa, this is a whole different caliber. And I also at the same time realized how beautiful the musical community is here. Oh, yeah, they we welcome genuinely some of the best people on the planet. Yeah, and the I'm just nicest, not used to that people. where I'm from and it was so welcoming and I just I love I love that all of us are just close and played all play together and know each other. Mm-hmm. As big as the city is, our community is still tight knit. Oh yeah. And I mean I've I've always felt like as a musician, like we have to watch out for ourselves because nobody else is gonna. Mm-hmm. So if you put us in that environment where we have to kind of be that everybody's on their own mentality, because that's what I grew up in playing, it, it hurts the entire music scene. Like yeah. nobody can get anything done because right. they're too busy trying to watch their own back and make mm-hmm. sure nobody's screwing them over yep. and you can't focus on what's in front of you. A hundred percent. Like we've talked about before, like where I'm from, there were battle of the bands twice a month and man, that no one's looking out for anybody during those. Oh yeah. They step on others to get where they're at. And, And, but here it's, it's the opposite. We mm -hmm. uplift each other. You know, the reason I got that audition was from a singer on stage that let me on her, her stage. And I'm like, this would never happen in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. And that's why like anytime a drummer comes in and wants to set in, as long as the band's cool with it, I'm always fine with it. Yeah. And that's whatever you guys want to do. Absolutely. Oh yeah. You're going to give me a break. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I can always go pee. <laughs> yeah, because four hours is a long show. It really can be, <laughs> especially on uh, Wednesday mornings. Oh yeah, I imagine. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I had to step away from our Wednesday morning gigs for a little while, mm-hmm. just because I'm back on a nighttime schedule and doing this. Mm-hmm. No, once welcome a week to my world. Usually, how my Wednesdays would go is I would have the Wednesday morning shift. We do the podcast, and then I'd have a closing shift. So Wednesdays were always like insane for Mm -hmm. me. And then every other shift I had was either ten to close or six to ten, six to close. So is the one day of the week where I'd have to get up early and I'm working all day long, dude. It it started to become so stressful. I was like, I your sleep cycle so bad. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) I got to take a step back for a minute. I I learned something after the pandemic when I went hard and was gig 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 every day. I remember that. That's when I met you. And then when you crash, it's just devastating. You know, I was like, I got to take. I got to try to put myself on somewhat of a schedule Mm -hmm. and I really got to look out for myself and just make sure that like I'm getting the sleep that I need. Sleep is so important. It is. Eating. Yeah. That's the big one. If I'm doing doubles or triples, I won't eat all day. Like I can't because I'm going from gig to gig and. Got a peck and granola bar. Yeah. That's that's generally what I do is I'll have like four granola bars that I'll eat throughout the, the double. So, and the triples I've done lately have been split. So I have like a morning shift and then a double closing. And so I can That's at least lot, like, huh? yeah, at least I can come home cause I live close, come home, <laughs> nap for an hour, eat some food and then go, go back. back. I feel you on the schedule thing though, because I play closing shift all weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, and sometimes one during the week, but then 
I also coach ice skating and I also teach voice lessons. So during the week, I've got to be up. Yeah. And it's so hard that I'm like constantly flip flopping mm-hmm. between going to bed when the sun comes up <laughs> and then trying to get up by nine or 10 at a decent hour. It's, yeah. it's tough. So it that's is. that's what uh, Moni was talking about when she was on here is she has her personal training in the mornings and then she had the gigs at nights and she was doing that every day and she was literally getting like three hour naps is basically what she was yeah, doing. Yeah, I nap before every sleep show. Because your body doesn't know it's supposed to go to sleep. Yeah, and yep. your body at some point just shuts down. You start mm-hmm. getting sick, your allergies kick in, you're tired, you can't sing, you you can't perform. And, you know, we, we are performers. Like, we're up there trying to entertain people, especially yep. you. Like, and holy we crap, girl. so much. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I love watching your shows. I wish I wish I was available to see them more often. <laughs> oh, thanks, you, God. You and your band are awesome. Yeah, Absolutely. I always bring it, you know. I, it's it's 150%. And, mm-hmm. you know, I love doing utilizing some of my skating stuff and doing my, I call it the matrix move, where I do my back bend yep. or I do my high kicks. And, you know, it's fun. And I like bringing fun to the audience and making them have a good time. But it takes a toll on your body oh, and your soul. So, how, so you, you got into Kid Rocks by just jumping up on stage with somebody, singing some songs, and then... They told me about the audition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was the Tootsie's audition? Yeah, yeah, it was okay. the Tootsie's audition. And that was coming on three years ago, almost, two and a half. So I I just started playing there. They plugged me in with a band uh, for a few months. But I, being my leader self, <laughs> was like, I want to start my own band. Of so course. they were like, all right, go ahead and build it and we'll see what you got. And then that's when I had Will Beeman come in, Eric Gannis, a phenomenal player, um, yep. and Greg Allen. And they were kind of my first Nashville made band and that was super exciting <laughs> must be nice to have the dream team on your first band <laughs> yeah Aww. no i mean you, you, that literally <laughs> they it sounds were like amazing. you do have the dream team there. right oh yeah those guys are, they're all amazing people well you know but then my shifts got started changing going all over and, and people go on the road mm-hmm. and you know i've done a lot of road gigs myself and hired will for those and whatnot but i'm finally getting to the point where my schedule is more consistent and i've got a family of a band and so we're working on medleys and stuff and i'm just excited now to be able to put more stuff into the into our show versus just trying to make sure everybody's up to par right it's so many people come and they play and then they just move home or you know things happen yeah mm-hmm. we, we see the turnover right here and it's it's quick or they go on the road <laughs> yeah. i gotta tell you the, ethan the harm thing man <laughs> yeah you ever want to play with ethan i yeah <laughs> Love you, buddy, but man, you're the hardest person to book because he because he's always he's on the road. Awesome. Oh, that's like, why. He's awesome. And I knew it. I told him I was like, "You're gonna be the king of Broadway." And sure enough, he's like, "Yeah, I'm opening for Sticks next week." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> so, but that's what's so cool about our culture mm-hmm. is that we've played with old veterans that have played for Charlie Daniels and all oh, these yeah. wonderful. And then we've got these new people that are going to play with Luke Bryan and stuff. And, or even, you know, I think there's, isn't Amy Lee live here? Well, I have no idea. Yeah. Evanescence, Amy Lee. I'm pretty sure she lives that. here. And uh, I think Haley Williams too, maybe. I know Haley does. So yeah, and you know the rock scene is coming back up, and we're all bringing it back, and especially to Nashville. Oh yeah, like the rock scene on Broadway, on its own has just so, like exploded in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So Monday night, I had an eight to midnight gig, 
and I got done. And I was like, I'm not going home. I'm going to go like walk around. I don't ever get to see like my friends playing. Mm-hmm. Almost every single bar was playing rock. Yes, mm-hmm. I love it. Other than the smaller like original honky tonks, bootleggers, even, even legends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was playing rock music. Oh, yeah. That's and, like, awesome. Yeah, no, Roberts, they weren't. Layla's, they weren't. Second Fiddle, they weren't. But pretty much everywhere else. And there's still that, like, stigma about Nashville. Like, people are like, in L.A., oh, are you playing mostly country? I'm like, no, I open up with Crazy Train. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> it's, no. it does, it's not what you have to make it. No, all or, music is it represented is what in it. Nashville. You just got to figure out where that group is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's some great it. blues bars, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, one of, one really of my best are. friends in town, he's been playing blues in town for decades. Mm-hmm. And it's not only Memphis, folks. No, it, and he's phenomenal. No, there, there's everything here in this town. I mean, was it uh, Coco's band? Oh, I love Coco and the, what are they called? Coco and the Bash or something? The Nash Bash. Or Nash Bash, something, yeah. Something like that. She's but, phenomenal and she came from a theater background. So I I never got to see them play up until, what day was, it might have been Thursday last week. Yeah, because I was off and I was like, I'm going to, I just went downtown and um Ty was playing, so oh, Ty's yeah. a, a good buddy of mine. I was like, all right, you know, I've, I've never seen this band. I, I oh, hear she so slays. many great things. That band it's was phenomenal. so tight <laughs> mm-hmm. and just awesome. Like, to the point where I'm awesome. nervous to sub for her. She's asked oh, me before, man. and I'm like, ooh, those are some big shoes to fill. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're fantastic. Fellow redhead power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I sat there. Ate food, had a couple of drinks, bought them a round or two, and just just enjoyed the show. And I don't ever get to do that anymore, so it was really nice. And yeah. it wasn't it wasn't country. They, right? They played like three country songs in the two hours I was there. Nice. They did funk and pop, yeah. and rock, and just they covered were, it all. They were all over the place, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean. It was awesome. They'd- and that's what Nashville is like. It's so crazy. People don't mm-hmm. realize that we have music pretty much every hour of the day like there's eight hours that we don't play music we start at 10 a.m we end at 2 a.m and and that is every place in nashville every floor even Mm -hmm. at the same time it's just blows my mind to think about that (laughs) i mean so i think there there's like 52 bars or something like that downtown and most 40 of them them have two stages if not three and yeah and so all many, of them have full bands. That's yeah, a, that's all a the time. Going it's at a once. minimum it's, of two hundred bands playing at a time. All the time. Just, yeah, like it's, which is roughly a thousand musicians. Wow. Yeah. At the same time. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't think like about it like that. I know. You don't, you know, because you're like, oh, I'm gonna go play my gig with my band. Right. You know? Like, you, yeah. know, you think about your like four or five friends that are playing at that time. She's so like, ah, oh, there's only like <laughs> twenty people playing. Nah. Nope. <laughs> there's there's a lot more plus. All the hotels, mm-hmm. some of the restaurants, they all have, a lot of them have acoustic Most acts, of them. You yeah. Know? So it, it, all around the town, all around the town, everywhere, not just on lower Broadway. It's Yeah. It's if insane. you can't find music you like here, you're not looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. No, you're not. You're not. <laughs> I try to tell people that come here, they're like, oh, where should I go? What bar should I check out? I'm like, here's what you need to do. Just walk down the street. And listen. <laughs> And when you hear something that stops you in your tracks, that's the bar you go in. Yep. I have a great story. I visited here, gosh, I think it was 2018 before I got the contract to kind of scope it out. 
And then I was walking down. Actually, no, this was this was after that. I came down. This is after I decided. I remember I came down to scope it out at the end of July and, and trying to hand out my resumes and stuff. And I was walking down Broadway and I stopped outside of Rippy's and I still know I know her now. Shannon Willis was belting out sweet child of mine. And I stopped dead in my tracks and I got covered in goosebumps. <laughs> and I, I feeling. in my soul, I was like, this is where I belong. Mm-hmm. And it just hit me and it just, I, I got goosebumps again. <laughs> and I, I told her, I was like, you inspired me just so you know. And it's just, I love that, that we do. We cover all, mm-hmm. all the musical bases. Yep. Whether we know it or not. Yeah. Like I start <laughs> mosh pits on Kid Rock's rooftop almost every night. Nice. You know, I will jump off stage and start it. And I warn them. I'm like, if you're delicate, go to the back. <laughs> <laughs> delicate. You're awesome. delicate. I love it. Uh, I'm going to start calling people delicate. Yeah. I'm going to start using that. You should. Like, you're delicate. Because it covers, you know, everybody. Right. I'm not, I'm not going to say if you're delicate. I'm just looking at people go, you're delicate. <laughs> just no context. Just you're delicate. Walk away. That's funny. Someone gets all upset in the crowd. I'm like, oh, you're delicate. Just. Yep. Like, how do you reply to that without just being worse? (laughs) I love messing with them. I've gotten to the point where I steal drinks that they put on the stage. I'll just take them and put them at the back and they get so mad. And I'm like, I told you not to put drinks on the stage. There's equipment here right next to it. Logan Hatcher. He likes to tell people if the drinks on the stage is now the bands. Oh, there you go. And I've started doing that. I started doing that. I was like, drinks on the stage. I'm like, hey, thanks. I did that at Old Red the other night. And at Old Red, they have signs that say everywhere, no drinks, no drinks, no drinks, no drinks. And people are putting their drinks right on that. And I'm like, of course, thanks. Chug it. Throw it away. We see the craziest stuff downtown. Like, it's just bizarre. Like It is. Oh, my gosh. I don't remember if you were in the game. There was one morning. I believe I was playing Legends. And I turn around, and there's a guy walking three goats. No. Down the sidewalk, I'm like, what's no? I was Broadway, I, I guess. Would, I would definitely would have remembered that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just it is early in the morning. It was a ten to two shift, and I look over, and there's a guy with three goats on a leash and oh just walking gosh. them like they're dogs. Like, the oh. things you see. I like the the dudes that walk around with the snakes, and I'll just go out there because I have the wireless and they'll yeah, like put it around cool. my neck. I have several pictures of that with oh, a snake awesome. around my neck. Have you seen the guy with the squirrel? I was just gonna say that. <laughs> I love He's the guy awesome. with the squirrel. He's so famous. So he actually came to my show with the squirrel, and he puts it on stage, and I thought it was stuffed. Uh-huh. And I go down, and I was like, oh, and it moved. And I about jumped off stage. <laughs> You're like, nope, it's alive. I'm good. I he is so well behaved. I don't uh-huh. know how he has that squirrel trained. No clue. It's got to be like it's the most voodoo magic or ever. something. I mean, I had a pet squirrel when I was nine that used to take peanuts out of my hand, but I could never hold him. <laughs> and then uh, there's a guy that's got a parrot. He walks around. Yep, I've mm-hmm. seen him. Um, what? A- and then there's like those action heroes. Sometimes you see Spider-Man. Yeah. I actually know yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> Have you, did y'all see the guy? I know he's on like TikTok and Instagram, but he like drives around in different cities with a little Mario go-kart dressed up as Mario. <gasps> no way. And he has, not. he has like, uh, the, he has stuffed shells and he'll throw them at people. Oh, that's, that's awesome. so freaking cool. So there was one morning. It, it, I want a new job. Now. That's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. He, and like the cops were like, like pulling him over and stuff and like telling him like he hey you can't be over driving in this area and whatnot like <laughs> 
but yeah, he was just going up and down lower Broadway and he was like, he had a, a guy that was like filming him with a camera and then he had a GoPro on him and he was just, that's amazing. He probably has so like many viewers driving around like he was a Mario Kart. <laughs> that is amazing. Did you see the stuffed T-Rexes? Yeah, I peeked. You saw them. I did. I peeked outside. I was playing and I was like, what is that? And then it was like, oh, there's these stuffed T-Rexes just walking down the street. Like not not stuffed, but the blow up. Oh, the inflatable ones. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're like, okay, well, that's a thing. Yeah. People do that all the time. (laughs) There's so much weird stuff on Broadway. Mm -hmm. And then the further you go down, it gets weirder. (laughs) Yep. It's going to get really crazy once Eric Church's new place is open. Yeah. And like that whole area opens up again. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, they're changing all the parking laws and stuff. Yeah. You guys know about that. It's going to be a lot harder know. for Nashville musicians. Yeah, they're charging. It's I think. Hard. Well, don't quote me, but I, 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 there's not a lot of free meters anymore. They're going to be twenty four seven. Yeah, so that's already that. changed. And then also, they're taking away a lot of our street parking. They're just not going to let you park there. They're yeah. going to make you use lots. Yeah. Gotcha. It's best if you're a musician to find a lot that you like and trust that you feel safe parking your car. Cause there's a few that, that are I not, would not park my cars there. Yeah. Yep. They're nice big parking garages, but there's no vehicles, security cameras. No. Um, so find you a lot that you like at you like and get you a monthly pass, especially if you're playing three gigs a week. Yeah. It pays that, for itself. It pays for itself. And then you don't have to worry about walking to your car at night with your gear because there are shy people. It's similar oh, yeah. to LA. Mm-hmm. You know, I've known people that have had, really scary incidents incidences <laughs> well there's one garage that we used to park at because the the venue validated that garage and it was really close so we parked there and three weeks in a row my singer's truck got broken into wow in a two, row one week they cut open his uh truck bed cover and then the next two weeks, they busted out his windows. That's awful. It's crazy. Like, well, we're getting to be a bigger city each day. Yeah, I mean, so. my car was broken into once, but I, if I'm on the gig, I don't have anything of value in my car. I so. don't either. Right? If you get in my get, you get in my car, you're gonna get a that's bunch smart. of parking receipts. Mm-hmm. That's that's really all you're gonna get. <laughs> right? Just Came some parking that. receipts. <laughs> I don't have anything in there. Yeah, like the only Manual reason I even noticed truck. that it had been broken into was because the glove compartment drawer was open. And I was like, huh, oh, I didn't no. get in there. And then I started looking around and just like shit was moved. And I was like, well, son of a bitch. Wow. Do they break your window or they just? No. No. So yeah, just a little disclaimer, boys. If you're in a band that has a female, just make sure somebody walks her to yeah, her car. Yeah, come to the car. Please, please do that. Absolutely. Please and thank you from me to for all the mm-hmm. the female musicians that are very little in this male dominated industry. <laughs> just keep an eye out for us. I guess because it's scary for you guys too. Look, there have been some times where I'm walking to my car, especially with sometimes the amount of cash that we do have on us. Right. And they know it, especially yeah. the hobos that hang around downtown. And if they you have, us if you have a lot of gear, they know you can't mm-hmm. move very quickly. Yeah. And that's one reason why I do try to keep my gear load light is so that I can move. Yeah. Um, Cause you can't carry a gun and stuff into these bars. And if you get caught with one, it's, it's a lot of trouble. So yeah. Yeah. Just be aware of your surroundings, be vigilant and just be careful. People, yeah. there there are some crazy people I've I've heard and I've heard stories I've seen things happen um, my ex-wife and I were walking we were just walking around downtown once and a homeless guy just took her phone out of her back pocket 
right just, out of her pocket and tried to turn around and she she felt it immediately turned around and like went after the dude and like i turned around and went over to the oh my gosh and yeah man it, well i know you were there for uh this gig it was it was a wednesday morning gig and you see one of the homeless guys running down the road with like a tablet ipad probably and then mm. two other guys chasing him it was oh, a yeah. delivery oh situation gosh. and he had just grabbed their <gasps> tablet that's insane I thought that was something from the Apple Store. Was it? I don't think so. I think they. I think they were delivery I thought, I, guys. No, I. I. Because I, 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 I remember the tablet. It, and it I just ran like, by the Apple yeah, Store. So I thought but the I, two guys that like caught up to him, they were wearing like the uniform of like one of the delivery gotcha, services. Okay. So they were probably oh, wow. delivering alcohol to one of the bars or something, and he just like grabbed, grabbed the tablet it. and took off. That's insane. I will say I do love Legends for that reason because when it is really slow, you can just turn to the left and mm-hmm. look out the window people and watch. people watch. <laughs> and the amount of shit that I have seen happen in the last two years of having this gig I can only is, imagine. is incredible. Um, mm-hmm. One of the funniest, but it's, 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 it is funny. I'm sorry. A lady got hurt, but it was just one of those. Oh one of those like... They told you so. <laughs> and so these group of older women were getting on scooters and they were Oh no, this is already they, going yeah, they, were, they were they were they were at least over 50. <laughs> um and I heard one of cuz they were like by the door near Legends like getting on the scooters. This is when like the scooters were still on the sidewalks. Like they'd park them on the sidewalks not in the street. This was like literally like 2 years ago or so. When they so, were new, yeah. Yeah, and so they're getting on the scooters, getting them all set up and whatnot. And the lady was like, I've never ridden one of these before. Oh, my. And her friend was like, then you probably shouldn't. She goes, I'll give it a try. I'll be safe. And you know she was intoxicated. And I don't know. It was kind of early in the morning. It was like 11, I don't mean 30, nothing. maybe noon. <laughs> but she starts to take off and just eats it and almost gets run over. Oh, my God. Like... You could have seen a fatality. Yeah, I definitely could have. And you I saw know, a car on fire once from the rooftop on nice. second. <laughs> it was completely <laughs> on fire and it started billowing in toward the stage. And my band and I had to stop because we couldn't breathe. And I went over and hopped up and looked. And I'm like, oh, there's a car on fire down there. Oh, that's all. And then I was like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, are we done playing? And they're like, no, we just got to make sure that it's safe. And they're like, okay, you're you're going to keep playing now. I'm like, cool. At least shut the windows. Thanks. Right. <laughs> right. Speaking of a car on fire, I was, I showed up to one of my 10 to close gigs and I got to the parking garage like 25 minutes early. And so I just sat in my car and I was chilling, doing my thing before I went in and I had like five minutes to walk to the gig. So I get on my car and I open up the back door and I don't have my gear. Oh, I left my gear sitting no. in my driveway. That's the worst. Mm-hmm. And you're, oh no. So I'm leaving. And as I'm leaving, I see smoke coming from the back corner and I'm turning and I see this Jeep and there's just like fire drops dripping from underneath it. And it's just like smoke billowing out. And so I roll down my window and I start like shouting and some guy walked by me. He's like, all right, we're already calling the fire department, man. There's nobody in there. And I was like, okay, cool. Then I'm, I'm leaving. Like there's nothing I can do at this point. Yeah. So I, I left and Thankfully, my house is close. Got here, got my stuff, drove back. I get to that parking garage, and there's like five fire trucks. There's just smoke billowing out of it. 
And so I had to go find another parking garage. Oh it took, my me, took me a while until I got to one that I had a pass for. But turns out the vehicle directly next to it was um, one of the bartenders at the Valentine. And so the next day at my gig, I was talking to them, telling them about it. And she was like, yeah, that was my car directly next to it. Da, da, da. Oh, no. It was like covered in soot. Like, just smelled like smoke. She, I bet on the She inside. had to go get it detailed, and I think she had to get it detailed like two or three times. That's and awful. And it still smells like Good smoke. Good day. And I was like, because, like, the smoke couldn't go anywhere. It could, right. You know, it's those, in the it's, garage. It's garage. garages are only, like, seven feet tall Holy each Holy mackerel. So it just went to people's I don't think vehicles. insurance covers that. <laughs> no, I, I don't well, believe it does. to Nashville. Right. So, yeah. there, there was another time I saw the the fire hydrant was spewing. Somebody had hit it, I guess, and I was like really late to work, and I'm like, why can't I go down third? Because it's flooded, and <laughs> right outside of work, literally right outside Kid Rocks, it's just spewing water. So, I have a funny story about that fire hydrant. You know the one. I do know the one. Uh, <laughs> one day, same, it wasn't spewing out, but it was open, Mm-mm. like the side part was open, so water was coming out. The road wasn't flooded by any means, but water was coming out of it. And at some point, this homeless lady came up and we thought she was taking a bath in it. Um, she was not taking a bath in it. She was um, making love to this fire hydrant. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you water. kidding me? <laughs> There's actually a video of it. Somebody else that was playing there actually oh. took a video of it and put it on one of the Nashville pages. It's like Nashville's uh-huh. the best. Oh so, yeah, it's one of the Instagram pages. The things we see. Keep it classy, guys. The things we see. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah. So much barf. Can't we just not? Like, I can't. The people that like to, like, you know, basically make love in front of the stage, in front of, like, oh, yeah. I don't know how many people. I got to tell you, it gives old people on a cruise ship a run for their money because these people have unlimited drinks and nowhere to drive to. Yeah. <laughs> it well, gets freaky. Let me tell I know, you. I know there's a lot of the cruise ships that uh, like it's they're basically swingers clubs. Oh, yeah. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Like, I know Carnival is one of those. They they definitely yep. have a lot of swingers that they all go at the same time. Like mm-hmm. it's most yeah, of they have not groups. know this was a thing. Oh, it's oh, a thing. Oh, dude. Swinger, the swinging community. <laughs> I don't know anything about this it's other everywhere. than like pineapples. It's so I was just gonna say, did you just put? You just don't wear a pineapple in your gut. So, in my hometown, there's certain like subdivision neighborhoods. Uh-huh. Like a certain color mulch means that you're a swinger. Hmm. Certain flowers by your door. That is very swinger. Yeah, there's specific. Mm-hmm. Holy That's, moly. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm afraid to do anything because I'm afraid I'll signify that I'm something (laughs) that I'm not. (laughs) You're grocery shopping. Don't turn that pineapple sideways or upside down. Stand it straight up. I don't understand. Hey, we offend people every day. (laughs) It's part of my job. Like how we got on this subject. (laughs) ADHD. It happens. It happens. She was brought to you by five ants. (laughs) (laughs) I broke Kyle. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Lordy. <laughs> oh, man. Can we get an endorsement with that one? <laughs> yeah, send it over. Can we get sponsored? Advertisements? I mean, oh. I, I, I strongly endorse five ants. <laughs> oh, this is not a paid advertisement, but, like, it saves my life. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> 
how do we recover kyle back <laughs> no i'm still laughing yeah you, you're like crying over there we need a, we need a, we need a question kyle. this this is why we need a camera yeah, yeah you gotta you. videotape it oh my god uh, i am i'm crying <laughs> you are <laughs> Oh, I think this is the first yeah. moment that has broke the show. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> Good job, Chelsea. Uh, your show broke me. It's, it's oh. my job. <laughs> I do that. I'm an icebreaker. <laughs> that's, an, that's another t-shirt line. Your show broke me. Yep. That's a good one. I like it. That's so so every episode we try to uh, steal lines and we're going to do a whole run of t-shirts. Yes. yes. I think this is going to be a glorious and it's going to have like our logo and stuff on it and, and it's going to have that catchphrase perfect. and we're just going to have like dozens of them. Oh, I love it all by and one for sure. If it is sure. your catchphrase, I'm giving you your first shirt and if you're a Nashville musician, we're going to do some kind of discount for you on oh, the shirt. Oh, absolutely. But awesome. We're not there yet. We're working on it. We're we honestly don't even know how to get there. We're just, I'm, we're, I need a graphic designer. Who's a graphic designer? Hey, man, I can help with that. I'm a businesswoman. All right, let's do this. Let's I got this. you. I've made a, a lot of merchandise. Boom. Connections done. <laughs> I feel like this is great. Good stuff. All right, All right, so let's talk a little bit about <laughs> get back your on most recent project, your latest single that you put out. Yes, which I'm going to put on the Spotify playlist. Yes, please. Because if I keep you. telling myself, then I'll remember to do it. Yeah. So, so your latest single is called Hellbound. It sure is. What's Is there any story behind this song? Oh, yes. I'm so glad you asked. Um, <laughs> I wrote this song on a plane um about LA. Okay. Leaving LA to go um on another contract that it ended up falling through because the country shut down. But um it's about getting out of Los Angeles. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So it's it it I knew it was gonna be a harder rock song and it it I think it ended up being probably my most metal song yet. I'm kind of more of a blues rock girl. A lot of my past singles have been I released a couple ballads right before, but I was super stoked to make a connection with a videographer in LA and fly back to LA to shoot the music video. <laughs> oh, nice. The song about leaving about it. About leaving it, yeah. That's like amazing. two years later. I know, it's really ironic. <laughs> so uh, you released it as a single? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. is that kind of your release plan for the moment, is doing singles rather than trying to do a whole or even half record? Well, I had an EP kind of a few years ago releasing a single at a time, but the, I didn't quite group these together because they're so different because of okay. the fact that I have a piano ballad and then I have a guitar, acoustic, just me and the guitar. Didn't quite go with the real goth rock hellbound. That's fair. <laughs> so I do have a couple more songs in the works um, with my producer, my producer Ryan Maker. He and I work remotely. He's still in LA. He, <laughs> another ironic, <laughs> used to live in Nashville, nice. moved to LA. I met him in LA and then I moved to Nashville. <laughs> so we work remotely. We have two more songs um, that I'm working on tracking um, with my producer or with my audio engineer here, Jordan Logue. So those should be out. And, and you know, it's, I feel like you can release albums and EPs and I do miss listening to albums in full. Mm -hmm. But for me, I feel like each song is a little bit of a different chapter of a life for okay. me, uh, of life for me. So, so, and also it kind of keeps your audience like interested, like, Oh, what yes. is she going to put out next? Is it going to be 
No, it's not going to be yodeling. Please, no. <laughs> I mean, there, there, there's a crowd for it. <laughs> uh, well, I used to do that long ago. Next time I come to one of your gigs, no. I'm tipping you to yodel. <laughs> no. Yep. You're not going to turn Dude, you're not you're not going to turn down $100. My band would probably <laughs> You're not going to turn down $100. <laughs> you're not going to turn down $100. Or they just look at me like I was born on Mars. They have no idea I do that. That's awesome. Well, they will now. <laughs> She's going to see me walk in. I'm just going to hold up a hundred bucks. She's gonna be like, damn I'd be it. Like, Son of a bitch. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, I'm really excited that Hellbound came out when it did and that I got uh, my second music video. I did one music video a few years back. That's really cool. It's called Break the Wheel. I was skating around Los Angeles in my nice. roller skates. So you see me at Venice Beach. You see me at the Santa Monica City Hall. You see me in the underground subway, oh, that's the cool. Union Station Metro. So it had been a while since I'd done something like that. So I'm just excited that I finally had the connections and the means to like put vision to my sound. You know, it's really fun. That's awesome. I love when you can express artistic and creativity in different forms. And I feel like I have music and that is all. If I want to <laughs> translate to a different art form, I'm like, I that's kind of close we'll go yeah, with that I, i'm not i had this conversation a few so weeks makes back you somebody, an expert though i'm not great with the whole uh visual arts thing mm. music audio yeah visual nah <laughs> yeah i just don't i don't i don't see the vision like i, I don't have that eye mm -hmm. and that yeah so i just stick to music i understand that that's yep. That well, works for me. It took me a while to start writing my own music. I was singing solely for a good decade. And then I just considered myself, okay, I'm a singer. And then I was like, man, I want to write music, but I'm such a perfectionist. And I had one song that I'd written at 15 that didn't really come to light. It's still a good song, but it took me a while to really explore that part of me yeah. and be like, oh, I do have something to share with the world that's more than just my my sound. It's yeah. my voice, it's my inner voice and my outer voice. And I think that's what's beautiful about it. Yeah, that is super cool. I, I love being involved in co-writes. I'm not necessarily a writer, but I can take moments out of a song and verbally make it more visual. Oh, nice. And so, like, I would be great to have on a co-write for just, like, little instances and little moments, but I would never call myself a writer. Hey, don't underestimate yourself. So, I Like, I, I was you a few years ago, and now I have a lot of songs out that I'm proud of. See, I've always tried to write, but as far as, like, with, with my original band back home, we all wrote as a band together, and what I learned in doing that is... I was never the greatest with the lyrics. Sometimes I'd come up with a good line here and there that like fit and worked. You know, mm -hmm. I could work off people. I was really great with arranging the music. Yes. Yeah. Putting parts where they need to be like, okay, we need a break here, a breakdown, a fill in, whatever. I was really good with that. And that, that was one of the things that our band worked together. It was our, my singer was great lyrically mm -hmm. and he would always come up with these cool melodies. And then I could just kind of sit down and write a bass line and drum part underneath it and then rearrange it where I wanted. And then we start practicing them as a band and they're like, okay, we're going to do this here. We're going to do this here. We're going to do this here. And I never touched the lyrics. I think the first song that I actually wrote lyrics on Man, I don't even remember now. 
I, that's I, what I do though is top lining yeah. where I my producer he creates the track we get together we have a songwriting session and we'll bang out like three songs mm-hmm. just right there and I'll record it and I'll have my lyric book prepared I have a whole lyric book of just songs ready for music already in the format of verse chorus verse so nice. I need guys like you arrangers to give me some kind of musical inspiration that yeah. sparks the whole thing and puts it together yeah i'm i'm definitely better at that than the actual lyrically lyrical writing yeah i, I would say that i i I am too, especially coming up musical moments in a song, like whether it should be a stop or a push or some kind of dynamic change or something like that. I I, I pride myself on understanding those emotions and being able to throw that in. Yeah. This is what I missed. So you came to my old house, so you got to see my old studio. Yes, I did. And obviously much different and much bigger than this. I had a whole like rehearsal space. This is still cool though. And it it is. I I, I do like it. It's, It's nicer, smaller, much easier to manage. Um, but like you know I don't get to sit down and play the drums and like write all these parts and put stuff together and record it anymore and it kind of like damn I miss it I miss it so much so as much as I hate these things I think I'm gonna buy an electric drum set oh no he said it they're not that bad oh no I, I'm not a fan of them. I'm just I'm not I'm just not a fan of them at gigs some of the bars here have electric drum sets and I'm like what Again, I understand why they do it because they're they want to be quieter so people can talk. But that's not the point of live music. (laughs) I agree, and that's not the point of the live music that they have in those situations that they are turning into background music. Right, we're not ambient. Like Like, if that's what they wanted, they could have that. Mm -hmm. But those aren't the guys. Right. Uh, my biggest complaint in general with the electric kits when it comes to the bars on Broadway is that something's always freaking broken. It doesn't work right. Are you serious? Like almost always there is something that's not functioning right. So how often do you have to play an electronic kit, Bobby? Um, it's been relatively frequently. Um, I do a lot of filling gigs, so sometimes it's three or four times a week. That's a lot. So I, I've done a lot of it. And I had no idea there were that many times. Almost... <laughs> consistently there is something not working right so let's see miranda's Mm -hmm. luke bryan's fgl Hmm. well isn't there one more Hmm. uh tequila cowboy tequila cowboy and uh jason Jason aldean i gotta venture outside of my (laughs) they they all all have electric electric kids and what's so weird to me is because all those stages they're all direct input. So there's no mm-hmm. amps on stage. So every now and then you'll have a guitar player that'll have an amp, but it's, again, it's not I haven't loud. seen one in a long time. But yeah, well, yeah, because everybody can just go direct. Why yeah. wouldn't they? It's, le- again, less gear you have to carry. Mm-hmm. So I, I go direct. But if for any reason, like, you take out an ear, it's silent on stage. Mm-hmm. And you're That's just, you're, bizarre. You're just, you're just hearing... From the from hits the, from of on the, pads, the, yep. the electric kit. Yeah, you'll just hear like the pads. You'll just hear these just like taps. But it's so quiet. You And you'll you'll hear all the music coming out towards the front. Yeah, they don't have any monitors? None. Mm-mm, it's all That's in-ears. That's so weird. It's all in-ears. <laughs> so, yeah. I had a, a gig kind of like that with a track, and it was very, very hard for me and bizarre. Yeah, and so <gasps> when they're – I generally always have both my ears in um, – because I don't want to ruin my ears. Yep, amen. Um, but there, there's some times where I'm like, okay, I got, I just need to hear a little better, and I'll take an ear out when I'm singing. Um, not often, but a few times. And when I do that at those gigs, it's 
I'm like, nope, back in. Like, I need, <laughs> yeah. I need that full drum set sound. Yep. Because then I, I, I'll start losing like where I'm at tempo wise. It takes away so much energy. It, it does. And to me, I'm like, I walked into one of them the other day, and it was a six to ten. I was playing the ten to close, following it, and it, it was just for a for ten o'clock. It was quiet, <laughs> and just everybody was sitting down, and people weren't standing, and they there was no like energy in the room, and right. I was like. Because the music, I get a two it. to six doing something like that. Right, it's, it's when a it's lunch dinner, dinner time crowd. and people are there to eat. But it's right. ten o'clock. They're not serving it's time food. To party. Like, <laughs> why are we not cranking this Let's up? Dance. Like, you can slowly push the faders up over oh, yeah. the night. Like, you, I know you can. Well, the thing <laughs> that gets me so, especially as the drummer, like I have control over each one of the drums, so I can mix them in my ears however i want oh that's cool and then um typically i can do my own mix in my ears from everybody else yeah also. i do my own mix so in my like ears. in my Same. ears it sounds phenomenal yeah like it's rocking and like everything sounds good and so i'm just back there having a blast and rocking out and then i think about like nobody else hears this they hear like chill background music and then they look up on stage and I'm like having a blast Dude. twirling sticks. Like, that happened to I've me. I've got drum that... face on. I and love it. Like, drum this face. guy is legitimately not okay. He's <laughs> having a stroke on stage. Oh, that totally happened to us um, on a, on a closing shift. And my band was rocking out all of us. I say my band, the band I was playing with, we were rocking out, man. Like mm-hmm. we were having a great time. And my singer just, both of us are just like, what's up with this crowd? Like, why are they, why are they so chill? Like, we're up here rocking out, playing these like rock. The mains songs. weren't on. And at some point, halfway through the night, he always gives us a break, and the two guitar players stay up there and they play two or three songs together. And I went out towards the front. It was so quiet. Mm-hmm. Once you got towards the front doors, you couldn't hear. It was like. How we're having a conversation in here, you and I, it was that's yep. how loud it was. It and then was you've got quiet. the other bars that blasted in the speakers to the sidewalk. Yep. Yeah. It's so crazy how opposite and, that is. And you go to those bars and they're rocking. They're jumping. Oh yeah. Yep. Everybody's they going bring the nuts mm-hmm. and and so I do have some of those gigs and I'm appreciative of them. I enjoy playing them because like I said, to me it sounds great. <laughs> and musically it's usually now, really Jason good. Jason Aldean's As long as you have a good sound guy. It's loud in there every time. Like I can take out an ear in there and it's the whole room is just loud and everybody's rocking and jumping. But the other ones, it's, it's always so quiet. Mm-hmm. Mine like are sometimes wrong. too loud. <laughs> like the subwoofers were pumped the other day and we were on stage and we're like, what the heck is happening? Oh, speaking of feeling things on stage, going back to the electric kits, they've got these super fancy drum thrones Ooh. that are connected to like a sub box thingy. So like all of the low end from the bass drum, you feel in, in your, your butt. butt. So like you oh, hit it cool. and it's like, well, that's a cheap thrill. It's super if I ever cool. Heard like it, it's super cool. It it feels really dynamic in I the moment when you're good. playing. Chelsea's like, so uh, I'm gonna go play yep. with these kids. Where do I buy one? <laughs> but in order to make this whole situation work, these thrones are hard as a rock. So like twenty minutes after your shift starts, you're like your bones are. It's like riding a bicycle. I'm sore. This isn't fun anymore. (laughs) 
That's I, cool, I though. am jealous of you guys when y'all play those gigs because all you have to bring is sticks. And I'm like, sticks I hate and you ears. so much. Yep. Oh, that's nice. That is very, I come in with a backpack and <laughs> I love it when like the door guys try to stop me because you're not technically supposed to have a backpack. Right. And, you're like, and no, they're no, like, no. hey, hey, hey. And I'm like, playing. <laughs> Play up <laughs> right here. <laughs> like that one guy that walks up and down Broadway that keeps the sticks in his uh-huh. back pocket and just, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. God, I we love got, We got to get a camera in here. Dude, we really I don't know it. how to run a camera for this. Thing. I can take care of that. All right. Well, I know well, how to do that. Okay. So then I think we've made like $25 on the podcast so far. So right. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> when we get Progress. to camera money, we'll talk. <laughs> Maybe we need to start a GoFundMe. <laughs> uh, I need to start a GoFundMe for my life. <laughs> Kickstarter for the podcast. <laughs> Oh my. I have too many addictions. Funko Pops, bass guitars. I don't want to talk about Funko Pops. Oh my god. Oh, mine would include shoes amongst many other Oh, I have a collection of vans. I love vans. Your oh, vans yeah. are pretty badass. I, yeah, and I always try to find the cool ones. I don't just get like the plain boring ones. I always try to find cool ones. So I have and two of the Harry match. I have two of the Harry Potter collections and then I have uh my latest pairs. It's Three different pairs. One's a high top, one's a slip on, and one's a low top lace. And it's all the same design, same print, but different colors. <laughs> oh my goodness. Nice. You always do have rock and shoes. Uh, thank you. Thank it's you. true. I wear all black, so like something's got to stand it's, out. You got to pop know? somewhere. So it's yeah. the hair and the shoes, top <laughs> and bottom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Green hair, crazy shoes. Boom, done. Boom. <laughs> Nothing else <Ta-da>. matters. <laughs> yeah, you know. We all have our we all have our looks and our styles. I say nothing else matters, yeah. but Speaking I've of, never sold my. I shirt love your stage. beanie. I've been staring at that since you got here. Your oh, beanie thanks, is awesome. man. Yeah, it's cozy, but it has spikes, so it represents me. <laughs> I just love it when my neighbors in Ashland City. It's like a little bit of a hick town, and they're like, "Oh, I love your Halloween dress." I'm like, just because it's October, I wear this all the time. Like, <laughs> right? This is my normal wardrobe, and now they're realizing, oh, that's just her. I actually was known at. I, it was crazy. I've never lived in a small town. I went to get my car service down the street and I'm checking out and she's like, what's your address? It's like, oh, I'm on Granada street. She's like, oh, she was like, you're the redheaded biker chick. I was like, do I know you? I have a reputation. I was like, she's like, oh, your neighbors are so-and-so. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, yeah, they talked about you. You have that red Harley. <laughs> I was like, Yep. So, hey, what do I do? I make I waves. Mean, That's who I am. Speaking <laughs> of, we better go on a ride this That's spring right. You got a bike, too. Yeah. Done. Deal. You so, have to come out to my neck of the woods because it's got beautiful backgrounds. Oh, I know. I used to live out that way. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it when, there. All, let's see. When I first moved here and I got the, I bought the bike after I moved to this place, I went and rode all up and down um, the, was it the Harpeth right there? Yeah. Yeah. All up and down that. I would just go through that back area and just it's so all up beautiful. and down those windy roads. And then would go back and uh, eat at um, Carl's Perfect Pig is what I think it's called. <laughs> it, yo, that sounds that about sounds right. awesome. It's, it's, it's over in like the Kingston Springs, Dixon. Not, not, mm, I remember exactly where it's at. It's just past Kingston Springs. But it's a barbecue restaurant that is fantastic. I, I bet it's bomb. Fantastic. They've been there for years, family owned, and oh, so. 
Southern food is the best. Damn it, now I want barbecue. I was just thinking <laughs> Papa Turney's has oh. their blues jam tonight. Ooh. I may need to go eat some barbecue and play some drums. Where's this? Awesome. Where? Papa Turney's. It's over. It's on the lake. It's over by National Shores. Oh, that's Shores. the one you were telling me about yeah. the other week. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. Damn it. If I didn't have Kevin's thing tonight, I would totally be there. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were telling me about that. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe next week. Well, one of these weeks. Bro date. We'll, we'll, done. <laughs> Bro date. Done deal. Done deal. <laughs> Bro date. Let's do it. I'm down. Here we are making plans on the podcast. Right? Y'all guys, come too. <laughs> by the time you listen to this, we've probably already had our bro date. What's up? <laughs> no, because we're not ahead anymore. So by the time they listen to this, it'll be tomorrow. Oh, cool. Oh, wait, what? Really? Yeah. Oh, oh. I, <laughs> news, to <laughs> news to me. Here I am living under a rock lately. Oh, my gosh. No, because uh, I got sick and then went out of town and stuff. And so we're behind now. We are behind. That's okay. We'll bring it back up. Stuff yeah. happens. Life happens. It did. It just all happened at the same time. <laughs> to both of us. <laughs> all right. Oh, that. that's a cool question. So um, as a vocalist, you can't get sick and work. So what do you do oh, to keep your voice healthy, especially like now when allergies are like, Fuck you. Especially in Nashville, allergies are worse than anywhere I've ever lived, and that's a lot of places. I'm going to interject real quick because I just learned this yesterday. Okay. So there's what, like 25 allergies that we react to, and Tennessee has 21 of them. Oh, my Lord. Of course it does because it's a dust bowl. When I learned that, I was like, huh, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> no, no worries. So, yeah, um, that's a huge question most of my vocal students ask me, too. Oh, I'm sure. So the key to keeping kind of at the top of your immunity and your your capability as far as your body's your instrument. Mm-hmm. And Tequila. It's, well, Jack Daniels, my friend. Jack Daniels. <laughs> Tequila, number, number tequila one. mall. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like, for instance, toward the toward the end of my my um, weekday week and I start playing on the weekend, uh-huh. I'm going to make sure I sleep. I'm going to sleep a lot. I also cut out coffee um, on my days of singing because it dehydrates okay. you. Um, I replenish it with the vocal, uh, the, the throat coat tea honey is really, really good. If you're feeling any kind of inflammation or phlegm, ginger is amazing. I buy these little ginger, ginger shots. Mm-hmm. Very good for clearing. Um, I've even done so much as like a teaspoon of olive oil the night before. If I'm feeling a little scratchy or a little bit dry, mm-hmm. it helps lubricate the cords and such. So, okay. There's a lot of little hacks, but mostly sleep, rest, and hydration. Yeah. That was the thing that I learned when I started singing was being hydrated when you sing. It's huge. I will chug water the days of shows before I go nice. because I know I'm going to have whiskey See, on stage. My my problem is Fair. when I knew I was going to be playing shows, especially like doing doubles, I would drink less water on those days because then I don't have to fucking piss as much and I don't mm-hmm. have to take so many breaks. Uh, but now that I'm singing, I'm like... Yep, you got to take care of yourself. So, I mean, I definitely drink water on stage now. That's good. Yay. Definitely do. Um, My hack, if you're watching me half the time, it's not tequila. It's water. There there you go. (laughs) And we all have those stage hacks. 
I bring a hot tea every show oh, with nice. the vocal throat uh, throat coat and um, a lemon one, and then I put the honey in there, and I make it, and it's hot, and it stays hot all show. And I there's also some vocal drops that I bought online too on Amazon. I forget what they're called, like Voice Thirty Seven or something. But it's all natural. It's herbal. Don't ever use chloroseptic. Okay, you do not want to numb it. If you're sick and you're gonna sing, you're gonna hurt yourself if it's oh, numb. Yeah. Also, I, another I tip. That the hard way. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Another tip that I learned from my guru is you really shouldn't sing on ibuprofen. A lot of people don't know this. Take Tylenol. Ibuprofen thins okay. the blood. It promotes vocal hemorrhaging. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So that is take not Tylenol, something people. I've never heard before. Yeah. I, I am definitely an avid um, ibuprofen taker. So If you're going to do a gig, just switch to Tylenol. That's good. Okay. I'm going to toss Neat. the Tylenol in my bag, take the ibuprofen mm-hmm. out. There we go. All right. There that may go. be like the <laughs> most important thing that we have discussed on the podcast today. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there's a little some helpful. actual information for you. Mm-hmm. Some new information. That Thirty we people repeated. are going to be like, "Whoa!" Wow. <laughs> and the biggest thing is like just not partying on my days off. And it's been hard, but luckily I'm in my 30s now. I'm not the 20-something spring chicken I used to be that went out clubbing all night. So I go hard all weekend and I will hermit. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the biggest advice that I can tell people is it's vocal rest at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, no, your body needs the rest. It, It does. Especially, we put our you're, you're not just hell. yeah. We and we talked about that earlier. Like you're you're not just singing, you're singing and you're performing. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, like your body needs that rest. It really does. So you burn over 200 calories just singing, like an hour or something like crazy like that. Oh wow! So imagine what I do when I jump off stage and start the mosh pit, <laughs> you yeah. know. Or when I'm jumping around. Right. Yeah. So I imagine like it's like running a marathon every day. It's crazy. You know, that's true. My body definitely feels like I've run a marathon after half of my gigs. I yeah. get home and I'm like, oh. It's because you do. I hurt. Shut up. <laughs> you, back and forth. And yeah, back and, and forth. And yeah, back you're and in the forth, bar. Jump and jump. I'm the same. Uh, like, <laughs> we got to bring say, it. Man, I I do love Old Red for that because we have those ego boxes. Mm. So we can just like jump up on those and run side fun. to side. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's my favorite to sing Dude, on the bar. Those. That that venue really has become one of my favorites. It has. They the stage is amazing, the lighting, the sound. Like it was weird the setup at the beginning cuz you're like looking at the bar and then all the tables are to the side. Yeah. But as the night fills up, it's just this like packed concert and then you have the balcony above you. Oh, sick. And it's fun, man. I've never really gotten like to play that, that stage. Like that place a lot. Yeah, that's how Kid Rocks is with that big balcony and like that just big open room it's Mm -hmm. just massive and it's just so crazy sometimes i have to pinch myself i'm like there's probably at least 500 people in here i've been in kid rocks more in the last week and a half than i had the last since it's been open (laughs) (laughs) and it's just because i played there and then like two nights in a row i was downtown i just like went in there and checked it out i was like i don't ever come see these bands because a lot of them, there's only a few that play other places. Most yeah. of them pretty much play Yeah, I fell there. in love with that stage. <laughs> uh, that stage is of awesome. Of course. And I, then I got Rooftop, and I love it there, too. So I'm like, can you guys just book me here? Okay, this will be my home. And now I've got, like, all the staff is family, and it's just, I love it there. Yeah. 
I've played the rooftop a lot. I've never played main stage at Kid Rocks. It's it's a big it's a big. Uh, I'm sure. Like big show to put on. Yeah. I'm sure. I would love to play that stage. I'm but playing I Tuesday. Know, if I you know drop damn by. well if I play that main stage. I'm tumbling down those stairs. Okay, so I did do that one time <laughs> from the mezzanine. I was wearing eight-inch heels. Ask me why. I never wore them again. And I tripped on those steps down toward the drum set, and it kind of tumbled. And luckily, I'm an ice skater, so I just popped up. <laughs> I was like, I'm good. Oh, no. I would go down, break the bass, probably my neck. They've like, had some terrible one, accidents on that stage. Oh, it's I'm high. Sh- I'm, I'm sure. sure. It's, <laughs> it's a good six seven feet up to that second part like because oh yeah like it's, it's above the players heads that they're standing in front of it yeah like, well if you're on the floor you can't you can barely reach the top of the stage the first level and then you yeah. got the second level yeah because that that second level is literally their second floor yeah because like, there's the people up there on that second floor that are even with them yeah we got to get you in that throne bobby yeah it'd be fine <laughs> it's cool right into the bullhorns it'd be fine <laughs> I might actually be a little nervous. I, I haven't been nervous I, playing in a long time. Dude, I a, still get nervous. That's a cool room. For that like, stage. That's a cool gig. Well, and my original shows, which I had one last week at the Cobra. It was really fun. Those, oh, nice. That stage and my original shows are the ones that I get nervous for now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of getting nervous, I was just... We walked into Old Red the other night, and it was just packed. And, like my nerves kind of kicked in. They haven't really in a while, but they just did that night. Mm-hmm. And I was just got off a pretty serious phone call with another musician trying to deal with some gig situations and stuff. And we were talking about another venue and I have never done this in 20 years of playing live shows. I've never said the wrong venue or, or city <gasps> name. Oh snap. Oh crap. And so at the beginning of all of Todd's gigs or That's any of worst. my personal gigs, I go up to the mic. I'm like, what's up? Whatever the venue is. Uh-huh. Right. You said the wrong venue. And I'm looking at the sign that says All Red right in front of me. And I go, what's up, Valentine? Uh. And everybody in the crowd just kind of looks at me Uh. like, what? And then I realize what I said. And you can't take it back. As soon as we get to the first break, I'm embarrassed. I'm sweating. I'm red. Oh, yeah. I am embarrassed. People are laughing. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Your band's laughing at you. Yeah, the band was. Oh, yeah. And so I walk up to the mic, and I was like, I'm sorry. Y'all are all red. I'm stupid. And just, <laughs> you just kept going. Dude, I called last great. call at 5.45 p.m. on that big ass main stage <laughs> in front of hundreds of people. And I got that from every, including the bartenders. I'm so used to playing closing shifts uh-huh. that I was like, they, I was like, all right, guys, last call for alcohol. It's 5.45 p.m. The sun's still up. Right. And I'm like, for me, <laughs> that's my only cover I have. <laughs> just it kidding for me. <laughs> Dude, I was red too. Well, that, I was so you, embarrassed. They don't like the shows aren't scripted, but they're scripted. Right. Like you know what you're gonna do. And you, you know what your you're gonna go-tos. say. You have your times. You have your. So like when you're when you look at the clock and you're, you're like, all right, pilot. I got like 15 minutes left. It's last call. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's 10 at <laughs> night or 10 in the morning or whatever. It's I was like, just as embarrassed as you, bro. Yeah, I just for the first three songs where I'm normally like rocking out, I was just like. Sweating I bullets. feel so stupid. Oh yeah. And then as like more people came in and some of those people started to filter out, then I was like, okay, none of these people know what I did. <laughs> they don't We're know okay. I'm dumb. Luckily mine was at the end. I sang my song. I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> well, what's, what's crazy is I was completely sober at that point. <laughs> of course. Completely sober. And I was like, that makes it even better. Dang Never it. doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Give me that tequila. All right. So, so 
new plan is just you start with a city name that is nowhere near Nashville, and that way it's always wrong. There you and go. And it's a bit. Well, <laughs> that's smart. Well, What's up, Chicago? So play the song right before the first song. I always say what's up in the venue name or what's going on in the venue name. And uh-huh. I do it like I growl it and do it really loud. Like just we we trash can on on D and I'm like, ah, what's going on? And then we play the song and then Todd comes up. So as soon as that song's in, we go directly into the next song. Mm-hmm. And so Todd will come up. And as soon as we hit that first note, Todd goes, what's up, Nashville? So it looks like on that gig specifically, it looks like he was like trying to fix what I did. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And people were people looked at it, they started laughing and like pointing at <laughs> me, and great. I was like, I am so embarrassed right now. So embarrassed. We've all done something like oh, that. God. Especially on but stage. Literally, that's that's all I could think of for the first thirty minutes was twenty years of playing shows. That's the first time I've ever done that. <laughs> Hey, at least you weren't that guy that fell out of the window. Did you hear about that player? Uh, Yeah. The drummer that fell out of the window? Yeah, 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 he like broke his hip or something. I don't know. Um, I heard about it. That was uh, through the grapevine. Mitch Martin? That's awful. Is that who it was? Was Mitch Martin? I hope he was drunk. I've I've been told like several. I've seen the video. (sighs) There's a video. Oh, there was a video. video Yeah. It looks bad. Oh my! It looks like it hurt a lot. What venue was it at again? I want to say it was second, second fiddle. fiddle. That's what I thought. <gasps> no, thank you. I'm like, no, it wasn't second fiddle. I don't think. Hmm. It was right there. It yeah, was like second, second fiddle. fiddle, fiddle like... Second fiddle has the the windows that open. Didn't he like fall through the window? I don't, I don't even remember. I don't think. He, I think I it was am, an open window. No, I'm gonna have, look. I, we're Oops. gonna keep doing this. Sorry about that. That's yeah, a pretty sound. <laughs> Phone call or Ouch. alarm? Alarm. <laughs> yeah. Totally threw out my neck head banging on Sunday, and it's not, still not better. <laughs> I think whatever was going on with my neck and shoulder is finally like healed. You're a drummer; you need your limbs. Oh, I'm a, yeah, <laughs> but like I don't know. I guess it was mid-November. I got like a little pain. It was in my neck and shoulder, and oh, man. it lasted until like last week. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, like any like it would it would it would get down to like a really dull ache, like it was healing, and then I would go to sleep one night and wake up and not be able to move and, and be like, again. God, I don't know what's wrong. Chiropractor massage. I'm poor. I just tried to sleep different. <laughs> sleep different okay so I slept like that now it hurts so I'm gonna sleep like this now <laughs> oh my goodness so the drummer was playing at Roberts and I knew apparently, it was in the Roberts apparently okay. he like stood up to like thank the, the crowd or something and like fell backwards and just out the window mm. can you imagine so. if you were at that show oh my God. I'd have been mortified and it was the second level right mm-hmm. no 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 they only have one yeah, floor no, it, oh it, thank it, goodness so he only fell probably like a few feet four feet or something like that He's from like oh my standing to falling or I thought it was up there I was like oh man oh, that would have been awful <laughs> yeah agreed I, I totally rolled my ankle once like really bad there was a divot on the stage and I did a jump and I mean it popped and I had to sit down my last song and I've never sat down and it was fat for months it was that all sucks. bruised like okay, I guess I broke gonna... my finger once at a show. You broke your finger at a show? Yep, it was like that's hardcore, man. Or third song, and I come down and hit a rim <gasps> shot, and I catch my finger between the stick and the rim of my snare, 
And I mean, it instantly was swollen and purple. Ow. And you had to go. I played the rest of the night. You did. You're I a badass. I played the rest of the night, and I it was I was uh, about two hours from home, I think. Oh shit! So I asked for a cup of ice before I left, and I stuck my in finger in the cup of ice and drove home in like almost tears the yeah, whole way. Yeah, shock. Like I'm sure. I, I would stick it in the ice and then I'd hold it up to get the blood to drain from it because it was like throbbing and <sighs> painful and yeah, it was, it was a rough night. I bet. But I want, I want to say I was in like Evansville, Indiana or something and I was going back to uh, where I lived in Kentucky. So it was about a two hour That's drive. a ways, man. But yeah, no, it, it didn't bother me so much throughout the night because I had adrenaline and stuff and I was playing and I mean, it hurt, but <sighs> like well, it you probably didn't do it any better awful, by playing. But. <laughs> I 100% fractured my foot um, jumping out, jumping off of uh, the Valentine stage one night. Oh my gosh! Nice. So like, we are hardcore. I, you know, I, you've seen it. Yeah. Where I, I run down, I go over and I straddle the railing and everything, and then I pop down from there. Well, when I was playing with Sweet Leah at the time, a couple years back. Right there in front of my side of the stage wasn't super packed, but like everywhere else was. So I just jumped off into the crowd during like one of the rocking songs and like ran over there. And as I was running over, there, I was like, oh, oh, "Foot hurts! My foot hurts!" Mm. And just every song after that, more and more and more, my foot just started throbbing. Worse and, and worse. Sure enough, I fractured my heel. That's <laughs> insane. So, and that sucked because I had gigs all weekend, so I was just like, bought some insoles and yep. That's didn't, didn't put any it. weight on that heel if I didn't have to. Like I wasn't really like rocking out for like weeks. Like it just it sucked. I fractured my tailbone one time doing a triple jump on the ice. That sucks. I was like ten. It was the worst. They couldn't do anything, and I couldn't pee. It was awful. I couldn't even sit. I had to be like vertical or horizontal. <laughs> so awful. there, there it was, was so loud. My family used to take a vacation every year when we were younger to uh lake norfolk in um north arkansas and there's two different cliffs that you can jump off of and into the water and they're pretty high they're like 20 one's like 20 to 30 feet and the other one's like 50 feet so like they're they're pretty high yeah. for someone to be jumping into the water so you jump in you when you hit the water you want to go straight in so your feet hit first and you just go in and come back up and my mom would never do it. And finally, one year, we convinced her to do it. And she jumped off the tall one. Oh, no. And as she went down, her legs went out. And she went into more of a seated position. Oh, God, her butt. And fractured her tailbone when she hit the water. The car ride home was like, I think, close to 12 hours or something. Oh, my Lord. Like, and we had to stop and pain. get her one of those... Um, uh, like donut seats for her to sit, like the air yeah, donut that's, seats. <laughs> and we, we were in this like old ass minivan. Like, so it was like a comfortable ride by any oh, means. Or a woman. And I just remember that whole car ride home. Just my mom just being in so much. She's never going to do that again. She never did. No. Oh, she wow. never did. And we all were like, you'll be fine. Just stay straight. Oh, like, all, all of us, all of us. 
But you felt bad. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Oddly enough, everything she cooked after that tasted a little funny. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Oh, oh, you thought she cooked after that, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Fair statement. (laughs) Absolutely not. So have you had any, like, really bad injuries from ice skating besides busting your tailbone? Um, that was definitely one of the worst ones. Uh, I also busted my chin open. <laughs> that was fun. Top and bottom. Yeah, I did like, you know, we have that thing called a toe pick that kind of trips you and I was flying. I was skating super fast and I hit that sucker and my mama said I was Superman. She saw me like above the boards, just like fully Superman. Uh, came down and I thought the worst of it well first of all it took the breath out of me I thought I couldn't breathe like I couldn't breathe for a Mm -hmm. good minute and I had these huge bruises on my hip bones but then I'm like holding my 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 torso and I'm like oh and then my coach comes over and she's like your face your face I had no idea I was just dripping blood from my chin Mm. (laughs) yeah that was fun um skating's pretty dangerous especially when you did pairs like me there's a lot of a lot of ways to get hurt. Apparently, gigging's kind of dangerous, too. We've all had yeah, broken right. bones from gigging. <laughs> yeah, right. That's funny. But, yeah, my I, I miss my skating days, but I don't miss those kinds of days. I went and trained the other day for the first time in, like, a year, and I fell down on a double flip, and I was like, Cam done. <laughs> don't want to do that. I'm too old for this. You know, so... Recently, I've been looking at things and I'm like, all right, what like really brings joy into my life? And obviously my Harley is one of them, but I grew up racing BMX, doing BMX freestyle, and then got into motocross as I got older. And I was like, I'm going to buy a dirt bike. I'm going to buy a dirt bike. I'm going to buy a dirt bike. And I'm like, motherfucker, every time you get on a dirt bike, you break something. (laughs) And then you're stuck with a $5,000 bike and a $5,000 medical bill. Like, don't, what are you doing? You're too old for this. Yeah, get the, Dude, I have get the sports So I, I used to do martial arts. I did martial oh, arts for cool. almost 10 years. And I've been thinking, because now I have kids and I'm like, oh, I could get them into martial arts. I could train again. We could compete at tournaments together. This would be awesome. There you go. And then like, I'll go jump on the trampoline with my youngest for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> yep. I'm going to die. There is no way I'm going to do martial arts ever again. I know. Like, you've got 12 seconds of strenuous activity and then you're done. <laughs> I, f- I freaking blacked out on a roller coaster the last time I went. I was like, how old am I? <laughs> Not blacked out, but just my vision went out like for a second and then it came back on like the really low one and i was like what the hell just happened (laughs) oh man bizarre we're not okay anymore it's like nope it's like you hit 30 and your body's like haha yeah break (laughs) i was telling the guys at the gig this morning like i've officially hit that age where when i wake up something new hurts for no reason whatever hurt yesterday's fine but something (laughs) new hurts today amen the two things that have really helped me with that well, three, but I don't I don't go do my massages anymore. But the two things that I do still do daily, which has helped me tremendously in those like body aches, especially from playing mm-hmm. shows and Smoke? rocking out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Allegedly. Is, uh, <laughs> going to the gym and then mm-hmm. using a back roller twice a day. Oh, I've thought about getting like, a back roller. When I wake up. I'll use it some, not all the time. Like a foam roller? Yeah, just a foam roller. I have one of those, yeah. And um, at night before I go to bed, man, it helps a lot. Smart. I've been doing it almost daily now for the last three weeks, and it helps a lot. I may have to 
may have to jump on Amazon after this. Yeah, your body's your instrument yeah, they're too. Not, they're not that. I've they're been not that I've been doing light workouts because again I've had my shoulder problem, so I haven't wanted to really push anything. But I've been you know doing a couple sets of push ups, some little stuff. Uh, but it hasn't hurt for a couple days now, so I think I'm gonna give it the rest of this week. Yeah, and rest then it. do a little bit harder of a workout, like maybe actually do some lifting. Yeah, don't push it too far though, because no, you're susceptible no. to more injuries. I want to make sure that like sorry, it's, so it's athlete good. in me talking. It's good because <laughs> no, I've I've always been really good about like knowing the difference between like training pain, like oh I've got a little bit of a pulled muscle or I overwork this, it'll be fine in a couple days. Or if and you're injured, I need to stop. Yeah. Like, this is not an okay pain, so we're just going to not use this anymore. See, yeah. that's my problem is I'm, I'll am i feel the not okay pain. I'm like, ah, it's probably nothing bad. Ditto, my friend. <laughs> I'm, I'm too paranoid for that. I'm always afraid I'm going to hurt myself, so I've no, always backed off when I needed to. I still think that I'm bulletproof like I did when I was 21, and that's a terrible thing. <laughs> that's a terrible thing. I've never it's, thought it's I was a bulletproof. I've always I, been look, I know, I know that I'm not. But hell, I think I am sometimes. <laughs> right. It's true, man. It's true. So anything big coming up? Any, any, you mentioned original shows. Do you have any original shows coming up? I don't have any more booked as of now. Um, but me and my people are working on it. Nice. Yeah. So I'm going to reach out to a few venues and such. I try to put on one every few months. Um, just to keep that pot boiling because it's so easy mm-hmm. to get caught up in the cover world and making money. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It is. So, but it makes it that much harder to set time aside to record and 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 promote and stuff like that. Well, we've so. mentioned several times that trying to keep that balance between you know your cover band stuff and then you actually getting to be an artist. It's hard. It's hard, and people get yeah they get messed up and then lose their passion so i meant to ask you this earlier when we were talking about uh your single and stuff that came out and as always we go off on a tangent and get lost in what we're talking about yeah yeah, we do it's (laughs) my meds wore off (laughs) (laughs) my meds are kicking in (laughs) but do you have a band like a set band that you play with for your original music or yeah i do i've got probably a few of my closest friends um sometimes someone's on the road so yeah it's a thing especially with nashville musicians but generally i have my girl krista hess she's an incredible blues guitarist love her so much i've played with her a handful of times she's one of my best friends yeah she's a wonderful person and she's definitely paved her way here in nashville as well so i usually have her and then uh josh hogan's been there with me playing bass singing background yeah and then uh either ethan or scott scott's my or um he's he's awesome i i steve i'm sorry scott's my boss um (laughs) steve wilson he's my drummer now and he's been on the road for over a month playing with his johnny cash tribute band Nice. So, nice. so yeah, but he's he's my guy now, part of the 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 fam bam, you know. So I'm really blessed to have players as busy as them set aside the day for me and set aside time to rehearse because, as you know, we don't rehearse as Nashville musicians. No, that's a bad word. <laughs> that's just it's something that we just don't do. So the fact that they are willing to put time aside for my art 
is really awesome. Um, so yeah, it's also kind of expensive though. You know, we make a little bit off the venue, but I pay them as much as I would for a gig and that's out of my pocket. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, and then of course not to mention. That's awesome that you do that though. Cause I, I, I know it's hard as an artist trying to like make money. And so like, being, just being able to, you can pay them a little bit for those original shows is pretty awesome. Yeah, um, of course. I've been paid some for original shows, but there's been a lot that I've just done just because I, I know how it is. Like, you're not making any money. Like, I'm not trying to make you go broke just so you can put out your art. Like, yeah. I do this because I love it. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say that, like, those guys are all great caliber of musicians. Exactly. And, but it shows you they do it because they love it. They're they taking do. the time aside when they don't have to. They have bigger gigs and mm-hmm. oh way bigger whatever, we'll do yeah. a cover gig all day long right. if we don't want to do it for money but yeah but they've got to put like in the that. homework to learn my songs right. i didn't write these songs with these no, guys and that, yeah, they, and they is, put in the homework and then they show up for the rehearsal work and mm-hmm. and yeah like you're saying they don't have to right yeah. they but then to. i get cool gigs like motorcycle rallies in north carolina and i'm like hey guys let's go party <laughs> so it pays off hopefully for them i had another cool gig about a year ago i ended up playing with journey's band nice. at a freaking house party in palm beach that was really cool it wasn't steve perry but it was the steve aoli guy i don't know how you say his last name but just the things that have opened up for me i always want to bring along those those loyal, wonderful family musicians that have helped me along the way. You know, yeah. I wouldn't be able to play my songs without these guys. <laughs> yeah. And it becomes, we've talked, we talked about this before, it becomes a family. Mm-hmm. I mean, your bands yeah. do their, their relationship. Than a family, family. Really, cause and it's true. When especially you have, when you're traveling together. Yeah. Yeah. When you have people that you enjoy <laughs> being around, it makes those travel dates and those rehearsals so easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it really does. Agreed. So, yeah. I'm very blessed and I'm, I'm just going to try to keep meeting new people and I already know quite a group of people. It's crazy. Sometimes I forget walking down the street. I'm like, oh, I know them in there. I'm going to go stop in and say hi. I just love how we all mm-hmm. kind of are a, a, like a group of, of we all go through the same things. We all deal with the drunk assholes. Yes. We're all putting in hard yeah, hours. It's, it's, but at the end of the day, we're there for each other. Yeah, oh, it's, absolutely. It's a community that is so unreal to me. Too. Because when I came to this town, I couldn't play for shit. Like I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> I I was this punk rock kid, played punk rock music, just starting to get into country. You know, I'd played churches a couple of times or well, for like a couple of years, only on Sundays, and then did my stuff on the weekends or during summers. But coming here and just having all these guys that are A list musicians playing for big bands giving me a chance to just sit in and play songs yeah. and then teaching me and helping me instead of being like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you're not cut out for it. Right. You know, like so or, many people could have mm-hmm. just said to me, Hey, you're not cut out for this. Yeah. And <clears throat> I'm sure you had those people too, though. It, I, ha- I had a few, I had a few and uh, they're not here anymore. Right. Ah, there you go. So, right. You know, um, <laughs> I'm still here and I've got some steady gigs, knock on wood. Right. I'm thankful for that. I'm grateful. I love all the bands that I play with and, I'm still learning shit. We're so lucky to do what we love for yeah. a living. Mm-hmm. Like the community here is unmatched. Yeah. And then not only do you have like you have your big community of musicians, then you have your guitar community. Yes. Your bass yes. Community, your drum community, your singer community. That's so there's true. so many different communities that you go to and then 
even inside that, then you have your bands and those are mm-hmm. families and communities. And yeah. you've got your, your top list of players that you call cause they're the people that know you and you trust them. And so yeah. like, they just know your shows and, mm-hmm. and everybody really is looking out for everybody for the most part. Yeah. Um, but that being said, if you abuse that community, They'll they will be the out. first ones to be like, Mm-mm, "Yep, you done." And oh, and it's so interesting how reputation goes so far. It's like really is a small town community. Mm-hmm. You know? It's a really big if small you, town you, community. Yeah. <laughs> if you do anything wrong in this town, people uh-huh. know within fucking an hour. It's uh-huh. crazy. Like, don't do anything stupid. And, and don't, don't be a jerk. like. Mm, how many times? How many times has somebody posted something on one of the gig finders and then oh, the next geez. 30 comments are like, name, I'm never hiring that guy. Yeah. Oh, we got each other's back. Uh-huh. I've seen that so many times too. Yeah, I mean, like I- you can be done. Yep. Yep. We kind of take care of each other in that way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's beautiful. I put up a post not too long ago talking about people not taking their gear off stage after gigs. Yep. And which we have mentioned on I, this podcast. So clearly they're not listeners. Right. <laughs> I didn't put their names out there for one because I didn't care that much. I mm-hmm. wasn't out there to out anybody. I really wasn't. I was just kind of like, hey, because all I said then I was like, guys, let's just do better. Yeah, you know. And then everyone's like, names, 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 names. And I'm like, I'll, f- I don't know who it was. I'll figure it out because I didn't care that much. But like, it was an annoying situation. So I found out the name and I put it up there. And it's of course someone who doesn't play Broadway. And then I got attacked because it was like, oh well, they don't always play Broadway. They so don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. And I was like, no, 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 no. If you're a musician who plays shows, you know what you're doing. It's you know that when you're courtesy. done, you get your stuff off stage, especially when there's a band standing mm. there with all of their gear waiting for you to move theirs. Just, just take it off stage. And they were like, well, maybe they, they were supposed to have a crew or this and that. And I was like, it doesn't matter. Like, Mm-mm. you can tell your fans that want to talk to you so bad. I get it. It was a pop-up show, some signed artist. Cool. They didn't have a crew. They were just younger guys that are on this label doing their thing. They're, they're starting up. But like, even when I was signed to a label when I was playing shows and traveling all around, like we were done. My stuff was off stage. Even if I was the last band, my stuff was off stage. Mm -hmm. I'll give me two, three minutes. I'll come talk to you. It's respectful. Yeah. And And nobody's going to be mad if you're just like, Hey, give me five minutes and then we can chat. Right. Yeah. 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 If they're really your fans, guess what? They're going to, they're going to wait a few more. Oh yeah. They'll wait. Oh yeah. It's right. Like, and they're also another thing is to them. They're like, Oh, they're cleaning up all their gear. They got to do all this stuff themselves. Then they feel sorry for you. Then they want to be your fans even more. And they mm-hmm, love you even mm-hmm. more because you're taking care. So I, so I win, hate, win. I hate that. Like everybody was like, Oh yeah, that was, yeah, I love what you said. Da, da, da. And then as soon as I put the name and everybody looked up who it was, they're like, Oh, well you're in the wrong here. And I'm like, <sighs> no, I'm not. Like just take your stuff off stage. I will say there there is a little bit of that if if somebody is more of a veteran in town and has a name and they do something, then they're gonna have their people back them up, and it's a little it's a little it's clicky, clicky in that sense. Yeah, and this is definitely yeah. any this industry. Is definitely not a but for the most part, if somebody is legitimately a bad apple, then they're gone. Yeah, I agree. And again, my post was just like, here was the situation. Like we were waiting and finally, like I had to take the stuff off stage. I was like, guys, just please do better. You know, I wasn't being mean or an asshole. I was just, I was, I was really annoyed with the situation Mm -hmm. and it had already been brought up on that page a couple of times. So I was like, you know what? Here it is. We talked about it before. We're going to talk about it again. Like guys, let's do better. Yeah. And if you know these people, just let them know, Hey, 
this is how you learn. Take your like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, well, I'm not just nice... gonna let somebody like skirt by because oh they're assigned to this label. Like, no, nah, take your stuff off stage. And it was a nice <laughs> reminder for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Bottom line, this is our job, right. and for every minute that we're not on stage, we're losing income. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, if you are taking too long to get off stage or on stage, you're taking money out of everyone's pocket that yeah. you're playing, including with. the venue, because people leave. There's musicians. music elsewhere. Oh yeah, they do. When, when they see yeah. that you're there, I, I see people all the time looking at their watches, mm-hmm. looking at us, like mm-hmm. when they'll, they'll say it they'll, when it's been two minutes. They'll much see less us standing like up there. You know, we just exactly. got everything plugged in and we're starting to tune, and they're like, "Are you gonna start yet? I know. Will you hurry up? We're waiting to hear music." Like. I tell people this all the time. It is a dance monkey dance mentality for I some know. of these people. And like, yeah, you're so right. The, but, the worst is when you're talking in between songs and they're like, play some music already. I'm like, I'm sorry. Do you want to get up here and do my job? Mm-hmm. Please be my guest, sir. So I was at Kid Rocks the other night and uh, that actually happened. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't playing. I was watching. I, I, I stepped in after one of my gigs, just watching the band. And this guy brought up a, another singer and he's, I, I don't know this band. Uh, I did see their name. I don't really care to say it, but brought up a singer and he was introducing him. At first I was like, okay, cool. You're just introducing this guy told a almost 10 minute story. Are Holy you geez. kidding me? I'm not. Oh, that's ridiculous. Half the crowd left. I would have been like, hey, get people, on with it. people were shouting that. And even I was kind of like, I was like, man, this, this is, is the guest person like, talking. The, no, the main the main singer. Oh, was he was talking. talking. And I'm telling you, it was almost 10 minutes. It was like eight minutes. Nine kids just no. telling the story. He repeated himself several times and just was going on and on and on and on and on. Probably trying to kill time. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to go back here and play drums. And then he goes back there and he's, it takes him like a good minute to like get settled in on the drum set and then the back the guest starts talking he talks for another minute oh or so and then they finally start the song and of course once they started the song everybody went nuts but for that you can't even do that the crowd, yeah. like, that 10 minutes i watched a good chunk of the crowd walk out six people next to me they were like what's going on and I yeah was like, I'm, I'm not a part of this you know? dead space is and awful while I get the point of his story and it, it, at the end of it, it was a cool story, but there was so much that could have been left out. So much that could have been oh, left out. That, I mean, that's, it was, we're there that, to play That's music, the stuff right? you have to learn though. Like in the act, you can't mm-hmm. like, you can be coached and whatever, but you can't really understand and like be able to read that until you're up there and you're doing it and you experience it. And yeah, yeah and you have to, you have to be able it's to read a dynamic. the crowd yeah. and be like, this isn't working. Cut it now. Do Let's something. Play Sweet Caroline or something. Well, and, the, <laughs> and I know this is a band that plays there regularly, and I mm-hmm. see them all around town. Like they know what they're doing, but I would, that was just such a long speech. Interesting. Such a long speech. Even I, like, I was just there. I was like, "All right, man. Okay, you've said that twice now. Wow. <laughs> That's the thing. Okay. Like, like." Time between songs isn't necessarily dead time. It is. It can be extremely entertaining, and that I mean, that's if that's you're bantering you, correctly. That's when you really can draw the crowd in and like make them want to know you as yeah. opposed to just hear music. So like that time is 
arguably as important if not more important than the music time well and a lot of times that's what the band's figuring out how to play the song if it's mm-hmm. a request they've never played re- before yeah. you but know? You, you've got to use it right it, it can it can kill your show yeah, if you don't know south. how to use it yeah well have, we're uh getting out of time here so we need to go ahead and wrap this up but um all right do you have your question this week bobby i think so I've, All right. I've had several of them bouncing around because I've learned a lot about you today that I did not know, and <laughs> I want to make it relevant, but I think I'm going to go back to the, um, Kyle told us his story of saying the wrong name of the bar. <laughs> oh my God. So I'm going to go with what is the biggest uh-oh thing that you have said on the mic at a show where you're just like, oh shit, I can't believe I just said that on the mic. Hmm. There's a lot of them. <laughs> I have no filter and I talk to the crowd like like they're my friends. So it was oh, I've I've cussed so much like on main stage during the day and been like, oops, I shouldn't have done that. That I, I get in trouble for that quite a bit. But I gotta say the most embarrassing mm-hmm. moment was <sighs> my little skating student came with her parents and her little brother oh and we got requested crazy bitch for a hundred dollars by buck cherry (laughs) (laughs) and he i'm looking at this little five-year-old boy that i adore and he Uh just thinks the world is me (laughs) and knows you as a completely different human oh 150 (laughs) percent and i look at him and i'm like cover your ears buddy And I made him cover his ears and I looked at his parents and I just gave them this look like, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> this is my job. I can't. And I had to sing crazy bitch about fucking and all the things. And, and a little piece of your soul withered and, and died. Yes. He was like five and he was just my little guy. And I was like, oh God, I'm just like, it was a whole new level of embarrassment. Mm-hmm. That, Yep. That was a good question. But I couldn't turn it down. I couldn't turn down the request. No, I had no. me and my boys. They it's, were laughing. I was the, so red. That's the job. I was like turning away and I'm like, <laughs> cover your ears. Yeah. So that was probably. That's fantastic. I love it. I love it. That's, that's <laughs> and awesome. After his parents were like, it's okay, Chelsea. It's nothing he hasn't heard before. I'm like, oh, but he, oh. he sees me very differently now. Right. <laughs> yeah, he does. Poor guy. <laughs> burst open his whole skating world (laughs) so yeah but this has been so fun you guys thank you for having me thank you i've I've got one more question for you before we get out of here sure what's uh three pieces of advice you could give anybody that is interested in nashville wants to move here is thinking about it what great question three pieces of advice okay have a plan have a plan as musically you're talking about musicians right yeah have a set list, have stuff down that you know, even if it's not the standards or whatever, come with something prepared. Um, Second thing is network, network, network. As you've probably heard from our podcast, if you made it this far, we are a community. We are Mm -hmm. full of networking opportunities and we will pick you up and get you gigs. There are so many times when we need subs, when people need filled. And if you have the right head on your shoulders and the right work ethic, you are going to get work. Yes. Yeah. Even if you're not the best yet. You know, yep. you'll get there. Yep. There are people to teach you. Like I, mm-hmm. I actually adopted <laughs> one of my vocal students and he's now in my band and I trained him from the ground up 
He was very nice. green, and That's now awesome. he's killer. He's slaying it. So, oh, yeah. so those two Love things. Uh, yeah, and then the last thing I would say is, is just. Do it for your soul. Do it for the fun. Make sure you have, that's going to give you the right perspective going in Mm -hmm. and make Broadway work for you. I had a very wise woman, Laura Walsh, once say that to me. Broadway works for you. Yes. You don't work for Broadway. Make sure you have your standards of how you want to be treated with the people you work with, the bars you work with, and stick to that and work hard and keep a level head. That's my advice. I completely agree with all of that. That's fantastic advice. advice. Thank you. let everybody know where to find you. What are your socials? How do they how do they get in touch? How do they hear your music? Where are you? Yes. Uh, I have a website. It's www.chels.com. That's C-H-3-L-S, the number. Um, my socials, my Instagram is ch3ls.chelsea with the three E's, C-H-E-L-S-E-E. Um, and yeah, I should have some new music coming out soon. You can definitely find me rocking around Nashville. Uh, come back and let me know if you have any requests (laughs) i love to sing new stuff hell yeah well chelsea thank you so much for coming on we really enjoyed it it's been a hell of a great show you're an amazing performer and an amazing person and we're we're blessed to have you on the show we love you you. oh it was fun love you guys too thank you so much (laughs) all right bob where can they find you at i am story of bob or story of bob music everywhere but if you put in story of bob i will pop up perfect and I'm Thurkey Bass everywhere, or Kyle Thurkey everywhere. I'm not hard to find. You can find me wherever you want to. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much if you've stuck around this long. I know it's been a little bit longer of an episode, but we kind of just got carried away, and it's been awesome. So thank you guys that have finished this out and listened to it. And uh, until next time, AMF, y'all. Bicycle. Peace out. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We have a great time putting it on for you, so we really appreciate all of the listens. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, we are on Facebook and Instagram. So if you just search Nashville for Nobody's Podcast, we will pop up and you can interact with us that way. We also have some more options coming up in the future for interaction, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. So as always, it's never too late to tip your bartender, and please don't forget to tip your band.